0: within the NMRA I- I'm now the, I'm the manager of, of our virtual model railroad conventions program. We called NMRX. Welcome aboard
1: technicians to the model railroad techniques podcast, where we dive into all things model railroad. Hi, I'm Dazzy J the host of the show. In episode two, we talk with Gordy Robertson from Orkney, Scotland about all things NMRX. That is taking the virtual online model railroading world by storm. All this audio is taken from my YouTube channel by the same name, model railroad technique. If you want to see the video that accompanies this cast, I'll put it in the link below. So, without further ado, let's get Good started. Good afternoon, everyone. This is uh, Darren from Model Rower Techniques, and I welcome aboard Gordy Robinson from Orkney, Scotland. This is my first time interviewing someone in your definitely your part of the world and definitely Europe. So, thank you very much for coming along this evening and taking time away from your family. So, thanks again, Gordy. Oh,
0: you're you're very welcome.
1: So, obviously, Gordy, you can be found on your website, www.gordie.com.uk, sorry, .uk, I should say, um, where he's got his blogs and his Facebook and also you can be found, obviously, Facebook, Gordy Robinson. So, links, I'll put everything below. So, we'll lead into the the National Model Railroad Association stuff. So, what position do you hold within that organisation?
0: Uh. Official, <laughs> not a very high one although no? people would believe that i that that's not the case um no actually within the nmra i i'm now the i'm the manager of, of our virtual model railroad conventions program which is yeah. called nmrax uh yeah. which i started and naturally became the manager of
1: because yeah. I started
0: it um that's been running since since kind of april but really yeah. in terms of roles that isn't a direct report into the direct to the national board of directors that reports into the meetings and events right. team okay. or department so it's not a very high role in the british region i'm the british region's um marketing media and events coordinator so I do all of their promotion side on social media and if uh, a division doesn't step forward to do any of the like regional convention for example then then Gordy's into the breach and sorts it out Um, (laughs) and um, you know and then and then I've been volunteering with the NMRA social media team probably not with any kind of official title. I don't, I don't not one that really pins things on job descriptions and titles. I think if someone's sure. wanting to do something, you should find the right person and encourage them to get it done. Sure. Um But I've done that, and we, it's been great. We've we've grown that team from very small beginnings. It was just yeah. myself, Christina the marketing consultant, and Ken, the Facebook yeah. manager. Back in 2017, now there's a team of nearly 10. Wow. Um, okay. You've seen the national, you know, I started a thing where I wanted to try and put original content on. When when I joined the team, all we were doing was sharing, resharing other people's posts. And I was like, no, we really wow. need to be doing other content on them. And for the last three years, up until 2020, from 2015 sort of to 20. Uh, Nineteen, I was working for a global company with a lot of business in the U.S. So I was traveling for business a lot. So I was able yeah. to event, attend a lot of events in the U.S. Oh, take lots of photographs, share it, a yeah. content and stuff. But basically, the story there is that we've grown the Facebook group for the uh, National Model Railroad Association from just yeah. under ten thousand in twenty seventeen yeah. to twenty two thousand two hundred this uh, plus uh, yeah. now, yeah. which is huge, it's a huge increase yeah. in three years. Um, and we've also just recently, with NMRX, grown the YouTube subscribers from about a hundred back in January to, to over two thousand, and sure. I think it's two and a half thousand nearly. Um, so it's been good. But that's my that's my role. Yeah. I think I've, I'm I recently uh, I was put under quite a lot of uh, not arm twisting, but people suggested that I nom- nominate myself uh, uh, to to go forward and be on the ballot for the. Uh, NMRA elections 2020 as the NMRA's president right. I think um, it's quite <laughs> humbling uh, to sure. be asked by people to do to, to put your name forward so we started a petition for that sure. um, because I, I don't really want to go through the nominating committee I wanted to test the water and, and, and decide and you know make, make sure that this is actually what people want because why would you go straight for the top job you know um, and despite me having a lot of experience and particularly in leadership, building high-performing teams, sure. doing organizational transformation, digital transformation. It's its my bag. It's what I do on a day-to-day basis. I used to manage – when I was 21, I was made a senior manager of a hospital after four years in the military. So, wow. you know, I've got some skills there somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, we put it up for a week, and uh, over 120 NMRA members signed their names to the petition yep. from every single region of the NMRA worldwide, which is yeah. great. And, and so I, I – I'm really passionate about the organization you yeah. know i said in my introduction there about uh, a friend of my father's getting me into american modeling yeah yeah really as a kid um i used to go to the model railway clubs with my, with my dad and it was i was instructed to be uh quiet not seen and not heard and in the corner <laughs> and even as a teenager uh, yeah but i went to the I went to my first, and I didn't realize what the NMRA was when I went there, but I went to my first NMRA meeting, which was with the Cold and Northern Division of the British region, which is sure. kind of Northwest England, right. uh, Manchester Liverpool, if people are wanting to, to place where that is.
1: And yeah.
0: and uh, I went there and it was in a, a little community hall. Everybody was even, you know, everybody was old, usually white males, which is t- unfortunately a typical demographic of the NMRA. We need to yeah. kind of broaden that a bit. Um no, but everybody was welcoming and um, everyone encouraged me. Um, I learned what <laughs> the difference was between the old hook coupling and a Katie coupling. Yeah. I remember go we used to go every month. No one ever mentioned to me what the NMRA was. Nobody ever said to me, you need to join or you can't come back. Right. None of that. And it, i Bit disappointed about that because I probably would have took out a life membership and <laughs> been one of the likes. But, uh, yeah. but no. I, and I took, and I used to go every week or oh, every month back when. I'd Every time I'd, I'd get sent with a fiver, like yeah. five pound note, which is worth about ten dollars back then, um, and I would go and buy a blue and blue box freight car yeah i'd take it home i'd assemble it that night um i'd have it running i didn't know anything about weathering and oh my father would kill me if i put any weathering on a model but <laughs> i'd assemble it i'd get it all working i had my couple of height gauge and my one length of HO flex yeah, track it let me have because it was o scale house.
1: yeah. Um,
0: it was great. And, and I think that the organization and the power of what the NMRA does yeah.
1: um,
0: as an organization and could do um, is huge for that. And it's great for our hobby. I
1: mean, yeah.
0: I think the NMRA is needed now as much as it ever has been. As as, as there's so many new technologies emerging, it's kind of the same as it was in the back in the 1930s where you had huge amounts of technology emerging,
1: sure.
0: uh, little to no interoperability. And if you look at the digital technologies that are emerging, we just spoke about there with Royal yeah. Railroad uh, remote operations. There's a risk there. There's a need for an organization to kind of say, well, hang on a minute. Let's be representative of the consumer, consumer group and say, um, you know, let's make sure this kind of stuff all plays nicely. Um, yeah, sure. And, and so... And not just without, you know, and what the NMRE does at grassroots is huge, but I see us as as um, a, an organization of 17,000 people yeah. uh, worldwide. It's very small, um, considering that model railroading or model railways in the UK is the second most popular male non sporting hobby after fishing. Yeah. Right, I kind of okay. people consider fishing a sport, but yeah. I
1: don't.
0: Uh, <laughs> but it's the second most popular hobby. Um, sure. This, you know, it, it, the problem is that I think the NMRA has not lost touch of its membership. That's clear. It's got a core committed group of people that renew every year.
1: Sure. um
0: But I think we need to do more to appeal to the broad church of model railroaders. Yeah.
1: We need to. Yeah.
0: We need to broaden that. You know, the the organisation should be in the in the six figures in terms of the number of worldwide members. Sure. It should have hundred thousand members, not seventeen thousand members. And then. Yeah. And I. I really want to see the organisation be set up for success, and, and see it grow at, at, at grassroots. Yeah. Um, and I think that the national organisation needs to uh, needs to support um, members. At, at the very bottom level, I don't think it's the case of sitting back and supporting regions, oh that's what they already do and they do it very well. Uh, but I think it's it's kind of I'd like to see the organisation just re-engage um, with with model railroaders, not just members, but model railroaders. And, and and I've been involved, you know, with with trying to trying to do that through the partnership program. I've yeah. gone round with Christina yeah. um, at um, Springfield the Springfield train show, the national train show. I've sure. done introductions to her, to manufacturers. Yeah. And it kind of helps that that's what I did as a kid with my dad. So I know how to talk the lingo to a <laughs> manufacturer and, <laughs> and like to know if can um, understand where they're coming from. And sure. that, that's now grown to 45, um, 45, uh, Partners who all offer, well, there's more than 45 partners now that offer discounts to members of the NMRA. And, and right. now it's, people used to say, oh, it's, it is, and it is expensive to be a member. It, it, yeah. it is. I, I'm not going to, it's $50 in the US now to become a member of the NMRA. It's very expensive. Yeah. But um you can earn that back from one order
1: because sure, you can get 15% sure.
0: off at MicroMark, go to MicroMark yeah. and get
1: that okay. back
0: straight away. So it's anyway. quite interesting. It's down the line there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm very, about no, I can tell figure. and I,
1: I I, love your passion and I, I can feed off that. Um, it's the sort of thing I've spoken to a few members now. Um, you'll be the second that I've spoken to. Uh, another one was Jim Kello who's one of the Master Model Railroaders and he's just a fascinating man. He obviously pushes it as well and he's doing his little bit. But I, I think you're exactly right and I think with what you've done with the, with the NMRA X side of things is phenomenal so you got to be congratulating you and your team for for getting that up and running because 24 hours of non-stop trains the the logistics to actually get everyone on board to to moderate that and to get enough people to give you know running layouts and clinics and all that is is mind-blowing and I'll, ch- I'll touch on that in a sec but i think you touched on another interesting thing that i think the NMRA gets some bad press about would be, you know, older white males that we need to get the young people like you and me into this hobby. And I think one way of doing that is doing like what we're doing, particularly what you're doing and bringing the technology to them because that's where the kids are, aren't they? They love their iPads. They're in front of the computer. So we need to try to make it, I suppose, relevant and fun where we can bring something that's very tactile in regards to making physical models and running physical models or whatever your, whatever your poison is for in model railroading and then be able to use computers and technology to either run them or run them on the other side of the world and have fun with some virtual mates, so to speak. So I I think that's definitely the way it needs to go and needs to be embraced by these organisations to get the younger folk in.
0: Absolutely. I think Leanna-Marie, and I've, I did a... It was oh, a while ago now. I did an AML podcast uh, where I sat on the sidelines and I managed to facilitate uh, Jerry Leone and Christina. Uh, not Jerry Leone, sorry. Jerry Leone helped me facilitate getting Christina uh, sure. Zambri and um, Charlie Getz, MMR, the uh, the, at the time the NMRA president. So this was, would have been 2017, early 2018, because yeah. uh, Pete McGoon is now the president of the MRA. Um And... Charlie came on there and, and and said that the NMRA is looking at the demographic of 65 plus and yeah. the reason that he said that is because most they're looking for people who have time in their eyes to be modelers and that should sure. be, then become their full time thing and that's fine but, but I, I think that it's not kids, it's let's just say younger members, okay, under 40. There is a significant growth in this hobby. This hobby is exploding right now and it's been exploding for the last five years. There are a significant number of people. The stigma around being a nerd has gone i think i yeah. think tv programs like the big bang theory and other things are like yeah. uh, on the in the uk there's now a prime time tv show uh called uh, great model railway show or yeah, something like yeah. that it's kind with, of a spin off miller, of the great yeah. british yeah, bake-off Kathy sure. miller mmr yeah, yeah good uh, good friend of mine in the british region um i was very grateful to as soon as i saw the opportunity I, I nailed then president uh david mclaughlin and and persuaded him to speak to the production team who then suggested to them them that they get Kathy Miller on and yeah. uh, that's been that's great and what it shows is that there is a huge um, um, number of model railroaders out there and it's growing all the time but what we need to do as an organisation is not it's not digital's not the silver bullet no. right, what we need to do is we need to turn around and stop stop the conversation around we're only, we're only targeting a certain demographic. That needs to stop right now. Sure. And what we need to do, turn around and do is, is understand and know our audience and know our customers and how can we broaden our appeal. And, and so um, you need to think about what it was like if you're over 40. Oh, you're in, still in work. Let's say you're not retired. You need to sit there and think about what was it like when you were working. Yeah. And probably most people that retire turn around say, I have less time now than I did when I was working. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, if you want true. something, yeah. don't ask a busy person, right? Yeah, yeah, So we need to we need to sit down and look at this seriously and say, um, we need to do something that's non, not the traditional way of doing it. So that it allows people who have families like myself yeah. to have that time. Hey, I'm 33. I work yeah. I currently work two jobs yeah. and I organise an an incident I've done in the last four or five months, two hundred and 10 hours of online virtual conventions. I built a layout. I've got two decks in my layout going yeah. there. I've completed an AP certificate for, uh, you know, my, my fourth AP certificate for my master model railroader uh, as I work towards being a master model railroader. I, I do a lot. And I've got a 20-month-old daughter who I spend a lot of time <laughs> with. I do sleep. Many people believe I don't. I was going to
1: say, uh, when you just fit that in, so...
0: But the thing is that the the traditional model of of, of model railway clubs and the NMRA is to have fixed meetings at fixed times.
1: Mm.
0: And when I look in in Scotland at the model railway clubs that are successful, they've become successful because they've changed that model and they've said, we are available on demand so it, the world has become an on-demand world which means that the the sign of strict rigidity of you go to work nine to five monday to friday you know this yourself from your job yeah. that you do has yeah. as has gone and and so we need to become an organization that's available on demand the model railway clubs that are successful have so, their club rooms and one should become a member and you're kind of you obviously need to be trusted people are given a key and that trust exists with the younger men with members of who are still working age and and so um rather than saying right the second tuesday of every month is when we're having our meeting and it's rigidly fixed they're doing things outside of that time yeah yeah. making themselves available so that it can appeal to the people that always work and equally the groups that only ever do things on a saturday well what a a lot of younger people do is work weekends yeah so That doesn't work for those people. So what they that what they're doing is they're they're trying to be this on demand service and um it's it's doable. It's dif- it's different, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's very, very doable. And if you can find we can find the channels and the, the means um to connect more people so that they feel a belonging is that's what's really important about retention yeah. of members and growth yeah. of an organization is that people feel belonging because the traditional member organization's gone. That's, sure. that's dead. People have to have to say, "I want to show that I'm a part of this. I want to be a part of this because I benefit from it." And so that's that's the challenge that faces yeah, organizations sure. like the NMRx around the world.
1: Sure, sure. So obviously, the NMRX is probably feeds into that a little bit. Bit of that, bit of virtual division is what you're talking about. Um, so I suppose moving forward, what do you see? How at some stage in MRX is. Oh, the one of a better phrase is not going to be relevant. However, obviously we're in very unique times where people are stuck in their houses more. Um, but as you say, on, on demand membership to various groups and clinics and everything else, I think is the ways as you rightfully point out. So, how do you sort of see from what we're doing now with the NMRX, or what you're doing, I should say, not we, uh, not not I, but oh, it's um, a team. what the team are doing? What the yeah, team the team are the doing. Um, what are the the NMRX team doing? Or meetings are having in the background for when okay when the, the this this virus rubbish sort of sort of starts sorting itself out in the next twelve or eighteen months two years or whatever um, maybe longer in the US unfortunately um, mm-hmm. where do we move forward with with making these these virtual these virtual divisions because I, I think that's pretty well what you're talking about isn't it I think so yeah so it's um, kind of
0: so. It's- so, yeah, so I use the virtual division term simply because it's a term that people are familiar with. Yeah. And when you're taking people on a journey, yeah. it's important to keep things relevant and familiar. I think um, what people maybe haven't yet realized and haven't yet seen is that um, the, there were people isolated in their own homes for various reasons, and sure. there were people isolated from their model railway club or the NMRA before covid it's yeah. not a covid situation nice. it's it's a, it's a problem that's been there to be solved for a, a probably more than 10 years um right. i think the the NMRX has always been a project not a particular thing and that's yeah. important it yeah. gives us the opportunity to uh, rapidly prototype something if it works yeah. Do the lessons learned, build on that. If it fails, kill it. Yeah. Um, and we have killed some things. Um, so there's two channels to it. One I think you're probably more familiar with is the virtual conventions or virtual content. Yeah. But let's park that yeah. for a second because there are things happening there. Yeah. Um, the other side of it is is more what happens at a local level. So... Sure. Um, I've been working with and I haven't been, I've been working with and supporting. I haven't been involved directly with delivering this. I'm not taking credit for anyone else's work here. This is the work I'm going to talk about has been done at regional and divisional level. Um, Apart from the British region when, yeah, I did do the work for this. But um, what we've seen is we've seen um, virtual meetings start to take place and oh, either yeah. that's a recording of a, of a meeting and then it's shared later or whether that's a, a virtual meeting for all regions and divisions and stuff and they've been hugely successful um, yeah. Texas use the Lone Star region which is Texas of the United States um, they got sure. a Zoom account then they had to upgrade it. Then they had to upgrade it again. I think it's now in one of <laughs> these accounts that has five hundred people on it. Wow! They've connected with model railroaders in their own divisions and with in other divisions of the Lone Star region that sure. they haven't seen for years. So in some cases, decades. Yeah. And yeah. and so, um, I think it's really important that we find a way that that can be sustainable when life returns to normal i think yeah. everyone has an urge to return to face-to-face meetings that everyone that's able to but yeah. there's always that we need to now uh, maintain some kind of virtual presence and i think sure. the the next- challenge in the next six months for this is how can those organizations make that sustainable if they are able to return to face-to-face meetings and i think they're looking at that so i know that the lone star region's invested in technology um, sure. to enable them to record meetings and yeah. share it yeah. afterwards um, i know that the uh, piedmont division in atlanta they're very tech savvy kind of guys because it's a metropolitan area but there's equally people there that are out in the sticks um in georgia that are part of that division Sure. And, and I know they're going to carry on taking the, the WebEx meeting. They use WebEx, not Zoom. Yeah. And they're going to take that into their meeting place and they're going to allow people to join remotely. So they'll wow. have the hybrid of and i think that's the future yeah um, i think hybrid is but they're also going to do live stream events so they they go and do a lot of open houses so uh walt Wiles, um the uh division superintendent for the piedmont division is a very good friend of mine a great guy um a very 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 gentle and and, and loving guy of, of the, the hobby and the people that are in it and and he he has already started going to people's houses as he's permitted to um by their by the rules there you know he's working around working within the rules of of uh, the state of georgia but he's doing recordings of those layouts for people and sharing them on their on their facebook channel
1: okay
0: and that enables that's on demand and it suits the people that are unable to attend so i think that's what's got to start happening here in the british region um i know in australia you do stuff already you're already there Yeah, um, yeah and i've I've even at lunchtimes, my time, taken my lunch hour to coincide with certain meetings of, of groups in Queensland and different parts of Australia sure, so that sure. I can talk to those people and hear what they're saying and yeah, yeah. kind of get understanding of what's going on in the world. But in the British region, we've set up something called the Brew and Natter, which I mentioned earlier, which is every every Saturday, every other Saturday. And twice a month uh, so i think it's the first and third saturdays of the month we're just getting together whoever wants to attend from within the british region there's nearly 600 members of the british region um come is is coming in and, and attending and and chatting about what they're doing and meet with people we've got people there who are just recovering from operations who can't go to their uh, model railway club because in england you can start meeting again but yeah, they've sure. just recovered from various operations and other other disabilities so they can't attend and they're sure. still attending the and they're feeling connected to their hobby yeah,
1: and their friends yeah.
0: and stuff. Um, and we'll continue that so i think it's got to continue the model may change but it's got to continue in some way yeah, sure. in terms of virtual model railroad conventions NMRAX, um we always set out that this was going to be uh four times a year um as a as in terms of something that's over more than a, just a couple of hours we're going to try to keep doing something once a month yeah um Whether that be, we've got a few things that are working right now. Having people in a room and allowing experts in the hobby, whether Master Model Railroaders or something else, to come on and talk and and answer questions live from an audience is very popular. So we're going to continue that. Uh, But we're looking now, there's kind of two needs that people have for doing a clinic. Some people want to do a clinic to... Provide certificates for their AP, so their, the achievement program sure, of the NMRA, sure. whether that's volunteer or author. And, and so we need to make that sustainable because, like Neil, for example, in Hawaii, yeah. um, can't go to his division meet because sure. the division of Hawaii is on all the islands. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah side of his island who's a member but not actor right. um, so it's giving everyone and myself I don't need it but I've got my certificates but still giving other people in my kind of circumstance that are remote the opportunity to still earn those awards so I think that's important but what we are looking at now is moving to more of a magazine video magazine style kind of 15 minute segments and we can always keep coming back and dipping into the article in different parts right. over, over events so that's what we're kind of just maybe going to experiment with in a few months time i think yeah. we're going to also try to do NMRAX regionally yeah, so sure. we'll do it at time for australia soon i'm working yeah. with uh, the boys in australia yeah. to whether we can set that up yeah. um, so that's how yeah. i think See it. So you'll definitely be seeing from us just give you some rundown of some dates. Um, sure. On August 22nd, I'm really pleased to announce this today. Um, I, I put this out live just before coming on to record this. Um, we'll be doing the first ever. We, we do have a general meeting once a year at the NMRA, which this year will be broadcast uh, on. So I think it's a Zoom meeting, and members have had information about how to join that or oh, it's a go to meeting. Um, but what we'll be doing is we'll be hosting a live video. Um, Roundtable with six members of the National NMRA Board of Directors or leadership team,
1: right?
0: Um, and all the there's there's, there's a, it's a laundry list of the the greats in the hobby. There, um, you can ask them any question that you want. It's open to members and non-members, which I think is really important. You know, all the things yeah, I said sure. about growing and appealing to more people. So that's happening on August twenty-second, which is going to be between three p.m. and five p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. in sure. uh, for us hours so we did that kind of if you're in eastern australia or new Zealand well, not new zealand they don't have to get up quite so early but if you're in australia yeah it's an early morning job for you yeah. um if you're in the UK, it's kind of in the in the evening um and if you're in america obviously it's in your afternoon wherever you are in the states sure. across whether you're in atlantic canada or you're in uh, you know pacific time so sure. That's live on August twenty second. Uh, we're looking at doing something possibly with, like I said, with the Australian thing, early September date to be confirmed. Uh, yeah. But the twenty sixth of September, which is I think I believe a Saturday, uh, we're going to do another twelve hours of clinics. Yeah. Um, and then through the fall, uh, we're looking at possibly may lose. So far, the British Region Convention is going ahead as a face-to-face convention, which is great. Uh, But we may lose that because the the prevalence of COVID is increasing in England. Um, So we may lose that event between now and then. So we're keeping October open in case the British Region needs our support. Uh, But in November... We're working with the guys from Trainfest in Milwaukee yep, um, yep. to help them put some clinics. It's still to, the format is still to be and date is still to be confirmed, but that will happen in November, I'm sure. Um, and then in December, we're also just in discussions with another region in the U.S. to put on a similar thing to uh, what we did with the Southeastern region in July, which would be another regional uh, convention, but it would be tailored towards um, having. Um, clinicians from that region providing and talking about that region's railroads and what model railroading is going on in that region, which I think is great. Gives a nice little flair to it. Probably not to be repeated uh, yeah. because I'm sure yeah. they'll be back to this convention next year. And then I can also tell you that Father Christmas has agreed to come and join <laughs> us.
1: Oh, lovely. Um, on
0: the 20th. 27th of or the 28th of December.
1: He's oh, still lovely. to be
0: confirmed. Yeah, um, yeah. Apparently, there's something about uh, the large consumption of uh, whiskey and cookies uh, that takes place around the sure. 25th of December, 24th, 25th yeah. of December. He needs to sober he, up. Um, yes. He's around. Yeah. He wants to make sure that he is <laughs> he is sober. But he will be joining us live from the North Pole. Um, lovely. On, on the 28th or the 27th or 28th of December. Um, and then we'll take next year as it comes. And I yeah, think yeah. that's that's what we'll do. So we'll, you'll be looking at kind of a spring, summer, fall, winter event. And, yeah. and that's what we'll do to keep that up. But with monthly events that will change on a monthly basis. And if you want to know more about when NMRAX events are happening, they're all on the NMRA. Uh, website, which is nmra.org. They're also shared on Facebook. Uh, if you're a Facebook member, you can see them. Uh, you go to facebook.com forward slash nmra.org, uh, and you go to the events section of the NMRA's page, which is open to the public. So even if you are not got a Facebook account, you can go and see it. Sure, um, sure. And all the events, the events are there. And, uh, yeah, we, we I'd just like to have a quick... Uh, thank you to the NMRX team, if you'll permit me. So that's
1: Go for uh, it. Martin Definitely. Jenkins and
0: Brad Anderson from Australia. Yep. Um to help with all the production side of things um, and uh, speed more in Texas and Jordan Kramer up in Ohio um,
1: yeah, those that.
0: five guys have, have put in uh, a lot of hours um, yeah. to, to, to do this editing and, and stuff like that and and uh, they, they don't get the credit sometimes that they deserve but they they're really pulled together and also we, we now have a ever growing team of over 150 clinicians and uh, guest hosts um, so you'll start to see different different faces appear just to show how global this team is. And I think yeah, it's lovely. become a very high performing organizational team. So I'm really pleased that they're there and, and supporting it. Um the only other kind of final thing to just wrap this up for NMREX is that um we've we're working at the moment with the uh national board of directors to move the the recordings um behind the NMRA website. So in the future, it won't happen just now, uh, but in the future, uh, if you want to view on demand the recordings of various clinics, you'll need to be an NMRA member. You'll need to sign up yeah, and you'll sure. need to go to the NMRA website. So they won't all be available on YouTube sure, as they are today. Sure. But if you've never interacted with NMRAX, go to the NMRA's YouTube channel. And yeah. uh, there's, there's well over 200 hours of content there. Um, that Some of it is world-class absolutely world-class it's it's the standard that you would get if you were able to attend the national uh convent NMRA convention over in the states it's absolutely fantastic content you can learn so much from from some of the guys there that have given clinics uh model railroading authors uh that write books for people like calm back and white river so uh, wow. definitely okay. go and check them.
1: yeah lovely um Obviously, Marty Matty Jenkins is one chap. Literally today, I had contact with him. He's on my list of people that I wanted to catch up with uh, about his Raspberry Pi that he does. Um, and also his little RC cars, I think, is just blowing the socks off. I don't know if you've seen uh, Luke oh. Towan's recent video with, with one of those cars being used on one of his dioramas. And I think that's just adding oh, another level. He's.
0: It is. It's not quite the same stuff, though. No. So Luke, Luke, Luke Towan's um, stuff is great, but that's actually a 3D printed car with no suspension. Right. What Martin's yes. working on is full four-wheel drive with suspension oh, and wow. differentials okay. in yep. HO scale. So um, Marty is a great guy. I would say this, though. His wife's raspberry Pi is tastier than his. His is a bit crunchy.
1: <laughs> He's a little uh, bit crunchy and gives you a crunchy, zap uh, here.
0: But Martin is the Martin is the king of the rabbit hole, and so yeah. he will. Uh, he's a great guy to talk to. He'll get you. Uh, it hurts your brain will hurt after you've spoken to Martin, but he's. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping. He's a so fantastic, fantastic,
1: The fifth or fifth yeah. of September, I've got him on. So well, obviously, then it'll be up a few weeks after that, I would think. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm, I'm just trying to. I think you've got me sold. I've sort of been dancing around the outside of the MRA for quite a while. As I said, I'm not an American modeler, but I don't think that really matters. I think it's the, the idea is, is the community that sits in behind this, the mateship to one of a Australianism um, that, I think moving forward is very, very important to to keep this hobby growing and exploding, as you say. I won't use, I won't coin the phrase that uh, young Lionel will use um, on his on AML, but uh, I'll leave that I'll leave that to his podcast because that's a that's a cracker. But um, I like the idea of on demand, and then obviously you can either watch it live, or then you can come back later and watch bits and pieces of it or pieces that you like that you didn't like, you can sort of pick and choose what you like as well. So I can see this as the the way forward and it's a great initiative um, to have this back catalogue of clinics, speeches, the meetings, which would be fascinating just to see how a major organisation like this, that how they would operate. And some of the questions, even if I don't get up in the middle of the night to, to hear the, the board of directors talk from NMRA, I um, would be still fascinating to go back and actually listening to, to those individuals talk and how they – the sorts of questions they may get.
0: Yeah, I think you just – just to pick up on one of the points you just you just made there about uh, becoming a member of the NMRA, there is no prototype. It's not a requirement to model a North American prototype um, and it, it – this is why I see the NMRA as being. It's it's sure. it's about making sure people enjoy their hobby Yeah, and that you can – Uh, gain the skills you don't have to be a member of the NMRA to be a great model railroader you don't but I've struggled to find somewhere else where globally you could find so many in one place and and that's what's so great about the NMRA you will um, the the mateship is the biggest thing the social thing is huge but just the the way that the organisation through its achievement programme and and other, other means of just Connecting you with such great people, sure. it, it it drives you to to improve your modeling and enjoyment of the hobby, and helps you to do that. It's not just a case of saying, "Hey, look at us. We're the we you know we're the best of the best. You know, come and be like." It's not like go join the paratroops, right? Yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like. Come and, come and join us, take part, enjoy your hobby, and let's yeah. help each other to, to to drive things forward. And that's what's so great. So I would definitely encourage you to become a member. I know that the Australian uh, region of the NMRA is one of the best regions that there is yeah, sure. out there. Um, and they, whatever you model, the Aussies don't really care. No. Um, as long as that's my experience of working with the Australians. And yeah. we've had clinics on NMRAX about Queensland railways.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: You know, and everyone always always comments about uh, why on earth does Australia use so many different gauges? I don't know,
1: but that's what <laughs> they do. So, here's a, here's a, here's a little, bit of, uh, little bit of trivia for you. There's a place in South Australia, north of South Australia, called Peterborough. In the height in the 60s, they had five different gauges. That's purely because their governments couldn't get their the collective shit together, so to speak, one of a better phrase. Um, and they had all these different gauges, which meant it's, it's quite an interesting sort of part of our history, really. Um you know, all these so different
0: is, that's that's why the NMRA exists.
1: Yeah. Because, so we, because we it so wasn't
0: for yeah. the NMRA. Yeah. And the and the people in the past and the, the our ancestors within as we were members of the NMRA, sure. that's what you would have Five different manufacturers producing stuff that should run together, all running on different gauges with different technologies. And that's the best example of of one of the main benefits the NMRA brought to the hobby. But it's still as relevant today as it was then. And, you know, it's not just about the standards anymore, though.
1: It's uh, it's a lot more than that. No, definitely. So... (laughs) <laughs> we, we we digressed a, a long way and we've we've gone down that rabbit hole as uh, you would say marty jenkins will as well so
0: no it's okay so i was gonna say um no i'd love to come back again and maybe talk a bit more about my modeling than the nmra um,
1: Yeah.
0: kind of so most of the time i get rolled out as the as a just of the nmra yeah, nra yeah. linel does it as well and it's it's fine because i'm so passionate about it we always end up falling yeah, yeah. into that sorry. but i do a lot of modeling as well people go check out my blog i apologize i've not really been updating that in the last year while i was yeah, building sure. this house but uh, it will have more content on there yeah um and, and on all that stuff and, and of course i appreciate everyone out there who is supporting me in my bid to um be successful um on the in the nmra 2020 elections if anybody sure. does want to ask me any any questions give me any feedback on either nmrex or the nmra or yeah. my modeling anything at all then sure. you can contact me Website which is gaudy uk. Yeah, um, I'll,
1: I'll put all those links definitely below. Maybe thanks. I do, not gaudy. I need to, yeah, need to get you on another time because I do have a whole lot of photos here. But as I said, I thought maybe we'll do half an hour of each. But we're talking out <laughs> half an hour <laughs> of uh, mainly the uh, MRA, which is which is great. I think it's the, the passion and your voice regarding this organisation is infectious. To be quite honest with you, and you are uh, the guys and girls that are moving forward for the betterment of our hobby need to be congratulated i think um i think we we all need to do our little bit for this hobby um, we've all had our mentors and the like who have shown us so much and i think there's we, we it's the responsibility of every every modeler i think to, to, to hand back something to this and mine is doing youtube and getting the word out there and doing this type of thing with uh, gentlemen and ladies from all around the world, which I'm sort of meeting some really awesome people. So, um, yes, as I said, you guys and girls, they need to be commended for for what you're doing for our hobby, and I must thank you. That's right. Thank you for
0: everything that you do as well. Yeah, thank you. It's great.
1: So, Gordy, thanks, uh, as I said, for taking time away from the family this Sunday afternoon. I reckon you had to put the little one down to, uh, for a little wee nap, as I think you put it beforehand. So, being a father, I know how difficult that can be and then obviously keeping him asleep. So, I'm surprised I haven't seen a little blonde head in the background there pop up and see what Dad's doing, <laughs> what, what computer or what, who's he talking to now in the middle, uh, someone on the other side of the world. So, uh, Gordy, as I said, thanks, mate. I really do appreciate it. You're my first from... this part of the world that's stuck their hand up and said yep i don't mind getting on for an hour and talking to a crazy australian modeler you will all agree gordy's enthusiasm is infectious towards our great hobby he's to be commended for what he's doing to keep it the, the world's best hobby as i call it thanks for listening and don't forget i'm also over on youtube if visual if the visual thing is more your style please subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes see you next time